This is a KUNV Studios original program. The content of this program does not reflect the views or opinions of 91.5 Jazz and More, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education. Welcome to Let's Talk UNLV, Public Radio KUNV 91.5. I am joined today by my brand new co-host, Dr. Sammy Scales. Dr. Scales, give him a hello. Hello, UNLV. I'm Dr. Scales, and I'm happy to be with you today. Welcome, Dr. Scales. So as you are brand new to the show, um, would you like to be a, would you like to please give us your origin story? How did you come to be here? How did you become part of UNLV? What brought you to to us. Okay, yeah, absolutely, Dr. Crabb. Well, I'm Dr. Sammy Scales. I come to UNLV from San Diego State University in San Diego. Okay. I was at San Diego State for the past 13 years. I've lived in San Diego for the past 26 years. Okay. While at San Diego State, I've taught several in several different areas, one being black studies, one being general studies, one is FYE, first year experience, communications, English, history, uh, history from a black perspective as well. I'm also, which uh, I'm a part of the D9 also. I'm an alpha here on campus. Okay. There's a few alpha brothers here on campus. And while here at UNLV, I work in student diversity programs. And it's been great being here. Wow. That's, that's I, you know, I love that origin story. It's so multifaceted. So you, you got tired of the beach? Is that why? <laughs> Is that why well, you're here? Well, no one ever gets tired of the beach. But, you know, I, the, uh, the change was good. And the change was much needed. And you know, the v, UNLV offered what I was looking for. So I'm excited and happy to be here. Yeah. Well, we are excited and glad to have you on board. So today we have our most lovely, most wonderful repeat guest, <laughs> Deanna McDonald. And she is here to tell us, remind us of her origin story, and then to share a little bit of what's been going on with her at UNLV. Thank you for having me. I'm Deanna McDonald. I have multiple hats that I wear in the student life unit under the Division of Student Affairs. I've been at UNLV for about four and a half years, and I have had a wonderful time and privilege of serving in various capacities. One right now is the special assistant to associate vice president for student life and special Projects director. I know that's a lot, but it's, it's a dual title. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a lot. <laughs> With that comes the privilege of being able to help in multifaceted areas. So it's not just one particular thing. My former background prior to coming here was housing and residence life, as well as working in other areas of student affairs at an HBCU back on Midwest side. And so being here has been able to, has allowed me to be in various areas, meaning right now I'm here to talk to you all about the Minority Serving Institution Week that's coming up in March. To be exact, it'll be March 25th through the 29th. So we'll get more into that as I'm here. You know, I, I love hearing how you've dabbled in different areas. <laughs> like, yeah. you never know with me. Well, it reminds me of when I first attended college and had five majors until I found the one. Okay, oh, wow. so <laughs> wow. had you know, talk to you. <laughs> oh, oh no, I didn't graduate with five majors. <laughs> just to even explore that many. <laughs> I was just a confused college student who didn't know better. Yeah. We got you through. We got you for through. Um, full disclosure, just so the audience know, uh, Miss McDonald and myself work in the same office. So nice. when we asked you, you know, what does she do? She could have just said everything and summed it up. 
We'll leave it. At, it depends on what's going on and what's taking place because I'm one that's flexible. So I like to get okay. in and help where I can, whether it's student, faculty, staff. It's just a matter of what's going on and what's needed. Excellent. Excellent. Love it. Love it. So. So what is the overarching vision behind organizing minority institutions? First of all, what is a minority-serving institution? What, is, what qualifies as that? So UNLV is a dual-designated minority-serving institution. And so that means we have designations. One we have is the Hispanic-serving institution. We're also the Anapesi, which is the Asian American, Native American Pacific Islander designation. And that is by numbers. And because we have those designations, it's naturally under MSI, which is a minority-serving institution. Mm-hmm. So it's also something that you have that's for historically black colleges and universities and other institutions that are based off of identity like that. And so at UNLV with us having the dual designations, we always talk about them, but we don't necessarily fully show those. And so we are intentionally showing that with our actions and how we're doing different activities and events and services on campus, not just for students, but also faculty, staff and the community in general. That's beautiful. Great, yeah. And you mentioned events. So can you tell us how the events for MSI Week selected and organized to ensure they effectively showcase underrepresented uh, ethnic minority students? So the great thing about this is the MSI Week was actually started by students. And I'm not sure if everyone is aware of that. This is the fourth year. In 2021, the Minority Serving Institution Student Council, which is under the Minority Serving Institution Task Force, we say MSI for short, um, they started this, and it was the first one. They actually did an event each day. It was March 1st through the 5th, and they strategically went through to figure out how they could start doing a call to action to be strategic as far as the services and representation of historically underrepresented minority groups on campus and what we're identifying as as an MSI. And so with that, we've allowed that to grow every year. So the next year, they opened up for campus, so it wasn't just the council that was doing the actual planning. And so that's where a taste of UNLV started. That's where RebFest started. Some other pieces that we're seeing, these are the third year for those. So it might be a little tricky as far as communication. People say, well, this is the third year, but this is actually the fourth year. And what we're doing as an institution and being more intentional is we are making it where it's more of a university-wide approach and not just the students or the student council or the task force. So it it sounds like it's a collaborative effort between the university and the students and the students were the ones that initiated it, which is really exciting to hear. Yes. And that's why I said even just in evaluating just amongst the group, they figured out what are some other ways that we can showcase what we have on campus, just the different cultures and different activities that we could do. And so that's why every year you've noticed that there'll be the same few large university wide things. So like this week where we're having the summit. Um, This is the third year for the summit. This is the third year for a a taste of UNLV, which is a partnership with Aramark and the Dining Commons. And so what they do is they change the menu so that we have different cultural foods or drinks, depending on what's going on for each different group we have on campus. I must say that I personally appreciate <laughs> the opportunity to sample different regional cuisines. Definitely. And, and I'll even say just with the taste of UNLV, one thing that the council did, understanding that some people do have meal plans and some people don't. And mm-hmm. so wanting to make sure as many people as possible were able to get exposure to these things, they actually purchased vouchers to give away to staff, students or whomever that did not have a meal plan. And so we've done that the last couple of years. This year, that's the possibility again, but it does get costly as 
food mm-hmm. items and things have increased. Yeah. Preach. <laughs> exactly. Um, what are some of the challenges that you faced or that the MSI um, committee have faced when trying to put this on for that week? I think opportunities to grow and enhance student and community, meaning UNLV, faculty, staff, et cetera, getting them on board and understanding. Sometimes it's an uncomfortable situation when people start talking about race. But we, if we're going to have the students, if we're going to have the groups, if we're going to say this is who we are, then we have to intentionally be that. And it's getting people to not only commit to it as far as participation, not only commit to it in regards to finances, but it's actually just supporting and being that as well in every day. So we don't want this to be just a week or just a day. We want this to be a lived experience every day. So the students have a true, students, faculty and staff have a true sense of belonging while they're here. And they can say, UNLV is a place where I feel like I belong. UNLV is a place I can see myself. And so that is a different approach. And so it's going to take some time. You know, Sammy, you and I have talked about in various meetings as far as student diversity programs. Some of the things that are unique in this in this particular space has it where there's a hesitation or there's Mm -hmm. some extra time that's needed to get people on board to see it is wonderful for us all to be here. Exactly. You know, uh, with you speaking just now, it makes me think about those things that are uncomfortable to, to talk about, just mm-hmm. like race, just like politics, just like religion. Mm-hmm. So some of those things, you know, are difficult to talk about. But, you know, when you're in an educational setting, like at a state college or university, hopefully there are safe spaces on campus where you actually have those conversations and everyone is comfortable and they're learning off of each other. And I'll tell you, you saying that it reminds me of an analogy that I heard someone talk about. Some people some people will say, oh, UNLV or Las Vegas is a melting pot. Well, that means you make everything go down to the same foundation. They said, no, it's not a melting pot. It's a salad. A salad has certain elements of it that complements to make it a really unique and great tasting you know, dish. And so I want to look, look at us as a salad because we need various items to go in there. Now, what type of salad it might be? Hey, who knows? But it's not that we're trying to make it all just lettuce or all just fruit, all just okay. pasta. Yeah. So it's a salad where it's a mix that's giving a great flavor to what we're having. Yes, yes, that's good. And everything maintains itself. The 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 tomato remains a tomato. The carrot remains a carrot. You know, that's some of the things, you know, when I was... Um, uh, teaching, actually, uh, lecturing rather, uh, I always encourage students to bring their entire self into the classroom because there's always things that we can learn from each other. And we're in an educational setting. I think that's what should be taking place, learning from each other. So can definitely relate. You know, it's, it's so funny when you said salad in my brain, because I, my brain works in metaphors. I was like, yeah, an MSI is that salad dressing that brings all those flavors out. <laughs> brings all those flavors together. Yeah, well, it just actually saying, hey, we have a flavor, right? That's our identity. Yeah, so yeah. It, it's it's that identity all itself. Together. Yes. 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 And we all complement each other. And so it's the color, it's the different flavors, yeah. the different textures. Yeah. All of that is what makes us who we are as MSI. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've never been a fan of melting pot. Because I, when I see think of melting pot, I think about when all the crayons come together and they're this blind blob of gray. Yes. And, you know, I'm like, I'm, no, I'm a bowl of Skittles, which goes to show you my health levels. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I'm rolling with Skittles instead of a salad. <laughs> no worries. I like M&M, so I understand. <laughs> Are there any um, really memorable moments from MSI Week in the past that stands out to you now? I will say with me, 
there's one in particular that was last year. Last year, we tried a new approach to just showing the culture that we had on campus. And so we reached out to get the different countries that each student in the institution represented. And there were about 87. And so we actually hung up flags on Pieta Plaza and the trees so that you could see them as you're walking around. And so when the flags were hung up, it was just a beautiful sight to see. And then to see students and others stop and point to see their flag and see themselves here, that was a total different experience. And I actually took pictures of people. I didn't take their pictures in the front, but I did take them just because that's a moment that we want to capture and have all the time where people can see themselves. There's a little controversy behind the flags because of different things that were going on in the climate, but it was still a matter of we have something happening everywhere every day. And so who we are is naturally who we are. And so it's how do we work through those in communication and understanding and respect of one another. And so with that, the flags themselves, if it was not for the wind... (laughs) <laughs> it would have been a beautiful sight all week. But just that, like I said, that initial piece of seeing faculty staff in various time frames throughout the week that we had those up, that was one that I would say sticks um, with us because we're trying to figure out a different way to do that. And again, these are things that are simply we can do all the time, but it's a matter of how do we intentionally do this so that's mm-hmm. all the time, not just a particular week or day. Well, you know, I thought about three things when you were talking about those flags and students stopping and looking at those flags. Mm-hmm. I thought about pride mm-hmm. that the student, you know, embodied, mm-hmm. looking at the flag from their country. I thought about uh, a sense of belonging mm-hmm. and also um, representation. Yes. You know, so those are some of the things that I thought about while you was uh, telling us that story there. But uh, I think it's always important to make students feel seen and have a sense of belonging, like they actually belong there. So many times we encounter, and myself included, because when I first came here, I encountered um, that imposter syndrome that I've been talking about because of the staff that I worked with up in SDP. I was thinking, man, these people are brilliant at what they do. Do I really belong here with them? Because everyone is just so knowledgeable in their area. And so after a little while, you know, I was like, yeah, I I actually do belong here. I can do this. You know, I have the background for it. I have the skills for it. And, you know, I'll sit there and think, you know, I'm this little dark skinned boy from Mississippi. I was born and raised in Mississippi. So I'm and I'm thinking here I am out here in Las Vegas with all these people from all over the country that know what they're doing. And I thought to myself, you know, I'm on that level, too. I can do this. So, you know, that feeling dissipated and I you know, started melting into the team that we work with now. But I can imagine students actually feeling like, yeah, yeah, I belong here. You know, I can do this. You know, Dr. Crabb sent me an article, um, I think it was yesterday, on a particular student that won a scholarship. The student is from China, and he won a scholarship, and he's the first at at, um, UNLV to get that scholarship. So I was reading that and I was real happy to actually read that. And I kind of just thinking about how that student felt getting that scholarship. So articles like that really, really um, stands out with me, you know, that sense of belonging for a student. And that's my entire purpose of being here to make sure that the students are getting exactly what they need to be successful. You know, you you spoke volumes, and when you spoke to my little Jamaican immigrant heart, when you talked about flags, I was like, man, that would have been so neat <laughs> to walk by and point to my flag and be like, yeah, that's me. You know, first gen, first everything, and just this idea of belonging. We, you know, belonging is so important. And to your point about imposter syndrome, man, 
<laughs> like, you know, when you step into spaces, if you're the first, if you're the only, and you step into these spaces and you look around, it is really easy to get the sense that have I earned the right to be here, you know? Yeah. You know, and that that I think that is real. And and so talking about students of color, talking about first generation, you know, part of it is external, but internal, but a lot of it is external too. People have told you, you don't have the right to be here. You don't belong here. So having these visible representations and this effort that's being put forth to say to students, hell yeah, you belong here. You belong here. Claim your space. This is where you should be, you know, is wonderful. The intentionality behind it is wonderful. And on that note, can you tell me how it aligns with UNLV's broader vision around diversity and, you know, equity and inclusion, which, you know, depending on your perception can be challenging words to have to, <laughs> to, have to utter? <laughs> no, I, I was just trying to think of another way to say it, because I think just naturally, like I said, with what we advertise and what we say of us being a minority serving institution. That's literally, you know, that our diversity is helping us with top tier 2.0 and all of the things that we've aligned in that. Mm -hmm. And so again, it is a part of who we are. We're not just UNLV and the number one research, one of the top research institutions. We have another part of us that helps with who we are and makes our identity and who attracts who we are and who we bring here. Mm -hmm. So I think that in itself, again, is just taking us as one would say from minority enrolling to minority serving. And when we talk about having a sense of belonging here, it doesn't just happen when you're enrolled or when you're here celebrating the week. It happens when you start looking at faculty, when you start looking at staff, when you start looking at our websites and what are our actual advertisements that we're showing. People want to see themselves and not just as a token of that, but in all aspects. So various people it comes, whether it's families, it's staff or people in the community, they want to see in some form of fashion how they as a human interacting with another human in a college setting can see themselves there. Yeah. Absolutely. During the time that I talked to high school students um, with back in San Diego, um, one of the things that we would do is look at the mission statement of these schools and see how does that mission statement align with what they with with the major they want or with the person that they want to be or with the job that they want. So that's actually that's important to make sure that you're aligned with schools, these schools. Um, one of the things I want to ask you about is accessibility. How, how do you make sure that this MSI week is accessible to all students? So there's different avenues that we'll take with creating activities or programs or opportunities during the week, as well as just advertising what those are. So, for example, this time we started off this year and last year, we started off with I sent a an email to all college deans, chairs, whoever their assistants or right-hand person might be, as well as various departments, student orgs, et cetera, to even start that. And we asked them to participate, to host, to sponsor, and or volunteer with MSI Week, because it's not just one thing everybody can do. As we're talking about what our roles are and what our intentions are, there's different ways we can help. Everybody may not be available at the same time. And even with us being a large institution, sometimes it's a matter of, okay, well, what's happening at that time? And so we tell people, we expect that there will be some overlap, but that's okay. Everybody doesn't want to go to the same things. And so we want to be able to reach out to people in various areas and in various ways. And so we're looking to say, what does that look like? Right. And so, like I said, we'll start with that email that we sent out asking people to get involved. There's been a few 
um, reminders that were sent out. There's also going to be some information that's sent as far as UNLV official that will go out to faculty, staff, and students. There's going to be announcements on the UNLV today. So that's faculty, staff. So there's going to be repetitive things. We'll have it on social media as well. Mm. Okay. Um, Let me ask you this, and I'm sure some of the students listening may want to know this. What what type of swag are you looking at this year for giving out to students? <laughs> Big truth to power. <laughs> Let's talk about that swag. You know, it's so interesting that you say that or ask that. Um, that's something, when I leave here. Actually, it's committee meeting, and so last year, last week we talked about what we had last year and what we're looking to do this year. With everything, there's a cost. And so some things we would love to have versus Mm -hmm. what might be realistic and Mm -hmm. what students are actually using now. So Mm -hmm. a lot of times you see bags and bottles. And so some things that were actually suggested by a student was to have some of the recyclable straws that you can have that can fold because you may not be able to get them in other areas. There's also been some ideas of having some more of the wristbands. And so we haven't determined what that is, but we're looking at what's going to be realistic that people will actually want and use. Mm -hmm. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. I like that plan. And I also like the sustainability piece that you just slid in there with the recyclable straws. (laughs) (laughs) So so I appreciate that. And and something else that resonates with me is this idea of don't just talk the talk, walk the walk. Mm -hmm. You know, the idea that this is not we do. This is not what we do. This is who we are as an institution. And we can all do our part. Every last one of us can figure out what it is. And because of that, there are so many different avenues of approach that may speak to individual students. So just because your event is a different event than the other event that might be taking place, students are diverse. Mm-hmm. They may want to do one versus the other. Um, I heard you talk about social media. So what's going on? Should I expect a TikTok video, Instagram Live? Like how? <laughs> well, <laughs> there's going to be some just post and things like that. Um, Last year, we did hire a photographer so that we can capture various moments throughout the week and different events. And so this year, we're looking to do the same thing and also promote, like I said, through the various email options as well as Instagrams and TikTok. We don't do TikTok, so let me take that back. (laughs) (laughs) Almost got you. (laughs) Right. You almost almost got me in trouble there. (laughs) Um, But other avenues that we have and just trying to get, again, students and well as groups and departments to put them on their site. So Mm -hmm. we're very large and some things we do wonderful in collaborating and others were siloed. Mm -hmm. So it's trying to make sure we're reaching out to various avenues because even looking at doing things for undergraduate students versus graduate students is a different Approach, And so we're making Mm -hmm. sure that we're getting them in all ways that we can. And it's going to be like a repetitive piece. Mm -hmm. I will say we're a little delayed with getting out some of our information for MSI Week as far as just advertising. But that will start next week. Okay, Um, for for students that are listening now and decide, oh, I have not heard about this or, oh, I remember this from last year and they want to volunteer. What do they do? How can they go about getting active and volunteering maybe to get those volunteer hours? So the beautiful part about that question is we're finalizing our information. It's going to be sent out and it's going to have various links. There's going to be a link so that you can register for the MSI Student Success Summit, which is on that Monday. There's a link where you can volunteer for the MSI Student Success Summit that's on Monday. You can volunteer for the celebration we're having on Wednesday. You can volunteer for RebFest, as well as there's going to be links because this year we're incorporating a MSI cultural cookbook. 
as well okay. as an MSI playlist. And so it's going to be a short turnaround, but we're starting this. And I will say this year, what's going to be unique about MSI Week is we're going to have a part one and a part two. Oh. And so in our communications, we're going to let everyone know that we're doing MSI Week 2024, the part one, part two. So March 25th through the 29th, it is part one. And we will transition from having MSI Week in the spring to the fall. Ooh. And so it will be in the spring. September is what we're looking at, which will actually be before there's Anapesi Week and HSI Week. So we are showing, hey, this is who we are from the very beginning of the semester. When students get here, and they can start to see themselves as everything else is going. And it's just we're just continuing to see that in various areas. You know, that's a wonderful idea to have diversity show up early and often. So yes. that when you show up on campus, immediately you feel connected, you feel a sense of belonging versus towards the spring. So I like that idea very much. And I like the ways in which you're incorporating different cultural components because food, yeah. <laughs> you had me at cookbook. Yeah. <laughs> food can always collect food. <laughs> well, we look forward yeah, to the food. submissions. Okay, so um, one question that I have uh, Dream cheat, dream list. Like, I know the things that we're doing now. Is there something out there in the ether that you like with the right funding and the right support? I envision this being this one day. <laughs> that is a trick question. <laughs> oh, wow. And I say that because me coming from an HBCU. Uh-huh. There was no question where I was. This wasn't a conversation. It showed up in the very fabric of where, who we were and as we were every day. And so that that was just period. Um, one thing that attracted me to HBCU was the band and the Ooh. culture that was there. It's a mm -hmm. total different feel. Mm -hmm. And so being here, I would love to see that, that we have on campus and it's in our fabric and are woven everywhere. Mm -hmm. And so... With us changing from fall to spring, I would love to see a large festive event that is very cultural. So we see them like in little spurts. So like when you have festivals of community and there's the different foods that the student orgs are doing or you see there's the powwow. Those things, I love to have them throughout the year, but I also would love to have them all in one in the beginning. Ooh. So that way it starts off. We did try this last year. However, we learned with the day and time that we selected classes weren't going on. So that was a part of thing as far as student involvement, as well as trying to get participants, whether it be students that we start, whether even community based off of funding. So that's something that we're working on as well so that we can enhance things as we go. So since we've started, you definitely can see an improvement. We started in 2021 with five events. But moving forward, we have over tripled that as we're doing things as a university. And so my idea is that you see this as a big festive piece that you might see in various cultural cultures, but you see it all in one. And again, it's that salad that we're talking about. So regardless to who the student or staff or faculty is, they can see themselves and easily come and be a part and feel like this is home. This is where I'm supposed to be. And I want that to be for folks, whether they're here for one semester, one day, one week, or they're here for their entire span. I want to take as much opportunity to have a great impact on people as long as we can, as for as much as we can. Absolutely. Sounds great. Man. 
making me want to re-enroll in this. Nah. <laughs> but, you know, as we have a couple minutes left, we'd love to ask you, um, do you have any takeaways and how can students and faculty and staff and all others stay involved and informed? So one is, again, we're going to be sharing the information as far as what's going on. There are some things already on the website. So if you want to go to unlv.edu forward slash diversity forward slash MSI forward slash summit, that has a list of some things that are already out there that are not even on our full list of things that we've been sharing. And so those are from the departments in different orgs that are on campus. But you will also see the information as far as the Student Success Summit, which has Dr. Tia Brown-McNair coming to be our keynote speaker. And she is going to help us with just identifying and working through what her book said was moving from equity, talk to equity walk. Ooh, from talk to walk. I like that. So thank you so much for, for being our guest today. And thank you for sharing all the wonderful things that were going on. I, I personally am planning to make my way to not only the food-related stuff. What's <laughs> well, a cookbook. <laughs> but the other stuff as well. And we definitely want to see folks in various ways. So whether it's volunteering, it's actually participating and or helping us with setting up an event and being a part of just the festivities themselves. Mm-hmm. So we want to see you do that for yourself as well as those that are around you. So bring a colleague, bring a friend, bring your classmates, make it a class assignment if you're a professor. We want to see as many people as we can. Great. I love it. Great. Thank you so very much for being our, my very first guest here hey. on this podcast. Hey. We it. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you for having me. I look forward to us working together and getting folks involved and being who we are. Awesome sauce. That is a wrap. For more Let's Talk UNLV, be sure to follow us on social media where you can get the latest updates on the show plus great behind-the-scenes content. We're on Facebook at Let's Talk UNLV Podcast, Twitter at Let's Talk UNLV, and Instagram at Let's Talk UNLV Pod.